welcome you to our Rest for the Weary podcast, episode number four. Now, if you've been following on with our journey, we've been really trying to tease out some of the practical uh, aspects and issues with what it means to live out uh, rest in Christ. Now, we actually thought we'd do something a little bit different today. Uh, that is, we're going to engage with someone's story and their journey with rest. And so uh, today I'm joined by Jane Chu. Welcome, Jane. Hello. Thank you. So good to have you join us on the podcast. Great to be here. Now, Jane, a lot of us know you as uh, someone who's joined the team here. You're par- currently doing an MTS uh, internship with us. Uh, but before that, actually, you did have a working life, didn't you, as an OT? Tell us about that. What, what, what is an OT for those of us who, who don't know? The million dollar question. That is a great question and I'd recommend for those who know an OT, go ask them. But in a nutshell, occupational therapy, um, yeah, as an occupational therapist, I worked at the Redcliffe Hospital. Um, and nice part of the world. Yep. It's a nice peninsula, would recommend um, up north. And yeah, when I was working there, uh, I did quite a few different roles around the hospital, mainly working with patients post an injury of some sort, whether it was a stroke, um, a broken hip, a total hip replacement, um, or fractured wrist uh, to, and yeah, so working with them to see what were the roles that they were that they had before their injury what's important for them to do what's meaningful for them for them to do and how can we support them to go home safely and be as independent as possible um, and there was a, a range of things we did with them looking at them as a person their environment physically as well as their social supports and yeah the ne- what yeah what they actually needed to do whether it was making sure they could shower safely go to the bathroom feed themselves yeah, go to the shops and get groceries. So, yeah, that's OT in a very small nutshell. Yeah, I mean, that, that covers a lot of territory, a lot of aspects of life, isn't it? And I guess it's all those things that we don't realise uh, that we need if mm. until we're really sick or injured. So, you know, really vital role that OTs play. Mm-hmm. Um, but now you've gone from that and you're now doing a ministry internship with us here at, at CPE, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. Now, that means actually you've been working and living through two very different kinds of settings. Now, uh, now, I so said we, we wanted to engage with this issue of rest. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask you, I mean, tell me a little bit about your journey with rest. You know, what have you learned about rest? What have you learned about yourself along that journey through those different life stages? Yeah, where to begin? Um, I think at the beginning of doing my apprenticeship, so many people were asking me, so Jane, what do you do for rest? Um, and they seem to add, put the, pre- the pressure seemed to be on because they're like, it'd be helpful for you to figure out how you rest um, before you get into ministry or or throughout your journey. Um, before, yeah, before starting my MTS, I thought rest kind of was just involved my physical rest of just sleeping. I really love sleeping in. Sleep is good. Yes. Um, but also, I th- yeah, I think in my new grad job, as, as a new grad at working at the Redcliffe Hospital, I realized I actually need something to help me switch off from work. Mm. And that's when I actually started jogging. Um, and so I think that was an activity that was physically exerting. Um, yeah, exert, physical exertion, yep. okay, that's the term. <laughs> <laughs> um, mentally, I needed to actually concentrate on um, setting myself a goal and running, literally running for it. Um, and it just helped me to wind down from the work day. Um, but yeah, since moving from Northside, no longer having the beauty of the water, 
beside me for the like when jogging at Redcliffe um I found it really hard to yeah to to be in suburbia in mm. um in around um yeah on the south side uh and yeah and so I think I stopped I stopped jogging then um and um, which wasn't great for my mental health. But then I was like, oh, actually, I need to find something else um, that will still be able to help me check those boxes. Um, so, you re- yeah, so you really felt actually just that change and, and missing some of that physical exercise actually kind of affected everything. Mm, yeah, definitely. Like, I think being in God's creation was one thing to kind of be like, oh, like there was something just so serene about being beside a body of water, um, and having the breeze, um, yeah, on the peninsula. Um, and there, I had, there was also this physical, it seemed to be a physical boundary of what happened on the peninsula with work and my winding down from work. I would leave on the peninsula and I'd drive home and then I would not have to think about work anymore. So I think that was really important. Right, so actually having that break, you, you, you go for a run after work, was it? And mm. then, and then you'd, you'd be able to switch off, you'd have that boundary. And then you feel like mentally and physically you, you mm. yeah you, you switched off from work yeah right. yeah and that's why I found um, my first year of my apprenticeship so hard because COVID was still a thing it's, and working from home was a thing um, and so yeah when I was working from home there wasn't any like any boundaries it seemed um, there'd be days where I'd feel less productive because I was just um, yeah, doing all these other bits and pieces around the house. So I'd feel guilty for not having done work. So I just work a little bit more. But after I finished work, I was in my same physical space. Uh, so it was helpful for me to realize, oh, actually, I need to physically ha- have, have physical space boundaries. Um, so when I started working in the office space at church, um, I found that really helpful to be like, this is where I'm being productive. This is where I smash out my work. And once my work is finished, um, yeah, I turn my laptop off and then I drive home. And then my home is just where I'm safe and secure and it's restful and there's no work that comes with me there. So, yeah, I think that physical boundary really helped. Um, but, yeah, in terms of other restful activities, I really struggled um, yeah, to to find an activity, uh, yeah, that I think suited me. Um, I had so many people recommending, oh, have you tried um, baking or cooking or reading? Um, or a lot of people would be like, oh, I just sit in front of Netflix and I just watch the TV. So I'm like, oh, what actually works for me? Um, and yeah, there were times where I got frustrated with myself because I'd try a new activity and be like, other people find this restful, but why don't I find this restful? Uh, Yeah, we're all different, aren't we? Yes. Um, So for me to actually realize that and be like, oh, just because this friend finds baking really great um, doesn't mean that I'm necessarily going to. Um, So it's just also really helpful to have other friends come on that journey with me. Um, So one of my friends was like, oh, hey, I enjoy watercolouring. Do you want to, let's try watercolouring together. Um, And yeah, there was, not only was there that social like aspect of like, even if this doesn't work out, I still feel like I've caught up with a friend. So it didn't feel like I was failing anything, but I actually loved it. Like it it allowed me to have this creative outlet. Um, Yes, trying to choose what to paint was a little bit stressful, but once I knew what I wanted to do, um, it just... 
yeah, kind of happened. Um, but now the, the trouble is I know that I enjoy watercoloring, um, but it's not prioritized. So there's this packing up, there's this setting up and packing up that is required, um, yeah, before and after the activity. Um, and yeah, so I've learned that even though I enjoy it, like now that I know what I enjoy, I now need to prioritize it and make sure I actually do it because I know what, like once I'm there, I'm going to love it. Yeah. Okay. So there's been a bit of a journey for you just to discover that thing that actually helps you to, to switch off and, and get that kind of physical, mental rest. Mm. But then there's the challenge of actually finding the time and space and organizing your life in order mm. to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yep. Um, have you found yeah, wrestling with that challenge, mm. things that you've tried to, yeah, to try and build that into your life a bit more? Yeah, um, I think people are great yeah. <laughs> and friends are great. And so, um, yeah, it's been really great to have friends keep me accountable. So I know that I enjoy, I've also learned that I enjoy walking um, in nature. And so, um, yeah, to have pre-planned for me to meet up with my housemate at four o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon means that, yeah, this is a commitment that I've made and I'm going to be faithful to it. Uh, and so, yeah, so that gets my butt out of the office, which is really nice. Um, people and it, are great. Accountability, hey? Yeah, that's right. And other people also being like, oh, hey, there's no pressure, but maybe you might enjoy this um, this activity. So rock climbing or um, deadlifts and stuff. Uh, yeah, new activities that I've tried, which I before was like, oh, I don't think I'll enjoy, but I've actually found surprisingly restful yeah right so people have helped you to explore some of those different kinds of things and that's been helpful for you mm. um, I mean tell us a little bit about that as well as a as a single woman you know you've, you've got a flatmate and mm. it sounds like that you're in a helpful way investing in that relationship and doing some of those hobbies has been helpful for you as well mm. yeah um, yeah so I think when I first moved out of home in yeah, I was like, oh my goodness, I don't know what I'm doing. And there also seemed to be this like increase in like adulting responsibilities that just meant that there was less time to be able to rest. But I think it's actually really nice to have that freedom of, I can prioritize the times where I need to do life admin, um, but um, there are also other times where I don't have to be caring for children and or um, looking after a parent or um, yeah all of these other um, things that I can um, yeah actually spend investing into the relationships that are meaningful um, and in some time in, in bringing people along for the journey as well uh, so re I think resting together um, yeah with my housemate has been really nice and even with some of the um, girls that I've been meeting up with here at CPE. It's like, oh, yeah, we can meet up. With, we're sitting down to read the Bible, but also let's just go for a walk at the Tui Forest while we do this. So, um, yeah, that's been really good. I mean, tell us a little bit about that, the ministry life, because mm. it's, it is famous in a way for, you know, those those boundaries that you found so helpful in OT world uh, tend to not be as clear Mm. when you're involved in Christian ministry. So, yes. Has that been your experience? Definitely, yeah. I The thing I loved about OT work was I arrived at 7.30, finished at 4 o'clock, I clock off um, and work 
stays at the hospital. I can't take anything home if I like, yeah, otherwise I'd be breaking confidentiality. Um, and it, yeah, is theoretically illegal. And, but obviously with, um, yeah, ministry work, it's quite different because the people that I'm working with are no longer just patients. Um, these are people that I really care and love and they're real people with real lives and life is messy and, um, and yeah, and I can't just tell people, oh, hey, today is my day off. You can't contact me now. Um, I think my usage of my phone um, has significantly increased um, compared to when I was an OT because they just stay in my locker. But now I'm readily accessible um, to the people who have my contact number or yeah, social media. I actually need to use my phone to communicate to the people that I'm ministering to. Um, and my phone does come with me everywhere. So I found it really hard to, yeah, to kind of clock off in that sense mm -hmm. because my phone is physically with me all the time. Um, yeah, but I think some of the things, um, yeah, the other things, the other reality of ministry is um, when I am... Yeah, people, most of the people who have a full-time job, um, they're working from nine till five. So if I shoot them a message during that time, they're probably not going to get around to replying to me until the evening, which is when I've clocked off. Um, so yeah, it's uh, there was a period of time where it was quite anxiety-provoking just to have my messages continually just come the through. notifications, yes, isn't it? Yes, like, I just wanted to stop. Um, but yeah, thankfully I have been able to, um, yeah, I've realized how exhausting it is and how unhelpful it is to try to always be on call. It has been a test of me actually trusting that God is in control. And if, if there really is an emergency, people are gonna call me and then, and then I can address it. Like most things can wait. Um, and yeah, God is God and I am not. <laughs> Absolutely. And isn't that one of the big lessons through all of this is actually learning that, that trust in God through it all. Mm. Now, so you said that people for you, you love them, you want, you like hanging out with them. Um, people can be draining as well in mm. other ways. I mean, well, are you more of an introvert or an extrovert or somewhere in between? Yeah, look, it sways depending on who I'm talking to, um, Yeah, who I'm connecting with. There are, there's definitely a group of people um, yeah, that I do feel energized by, like I feel safe, I'm known, they know, yeah, they know me and, um, yeah, and it's great to be able to dive deeper into those deeper conversations. Um, but I'm definitely not one who likes to go out to music festivals and be out in the, in large crowds. Um, but yeah, I think I did have like what felt like, yeah, an identity crisis last year when I'm like, I thought I've, I, th I thought I was an extrovert, but now... People are really, really draining. Um, maybe I'm an introvert. I just need more me time. But um, I've learned that actually there's a, there are some people that I feel more energized by, some people I feel drained by. And as long as I'm aware of that, uh, then I can respond accordingly to what will actually be helpful for me. Yeah. Now, one of the things we've talked about through this series is actually um, that there are different types of 
rest. Mm-hmm. Now we've talked about things like, you know, the spiritual, physical, intellectual, emotional, relational. There's like a whole range. There's probably more really we could come mm. up with. But, you know, as you've thought about that through this series and for yourself, uh, what are some of the rest points that you've worked out that, yeah, I think these are some of the ones that are really important for me that mm. I, I need to work on. Yeah. Um, spiritual rest has probably been one of the biggest challenges. Um, the Just because... Yeah, because I get so distracted by everything else. Um, and I think particularly with ministry work, it can. there have been so many times where I found myself just doing the work and be like, oh, I need to get this work done and just forgetting that I need to pray. And, I, and it's important for me to be sitting before God in his word mm. and being refreshed by him. So vital. Yes. And so particularly even like over the last few weeks, I've realized I haven't actually... It, yeah, haven't had that time um, to sit down in God's presence and actually honestly like share what is on my heart, what's been weighing me down. Uh, So it's really refreshing uh, uh, last night to be prayer journaling again. And like, so I love prayer journaling um, because it just makes me slow down with all the overthinking that happens in my head. Um, It makes me put something out on paper and... And sometimes it is quite shocking what comes out when you're like, oh, mm. wow, I can't believe this is what I was thinking. Um, and it helps me to realize all the, the untruths, the lies that I've been listening to. Um, and yeah, and the beauty of it is I'm pouring that out and bringing that before God um, and and asking him to help me to to be reminded of who he is um, and the truth that he actually says about who he is and who and who I am, who he's created me to be. Um, I think the other good thing about the prayer journaling is that because there are dates that I write, like when I've written an entry, I can see and feel the difference of, oh, wow, I haven't prayer journaled in a month. This is why I've been feeling so down in the dumps and in my pit of overthinking. And um, yeah, so yeah, prayer journaling is something that I've learned I really need. Um, and yeah, um, so yeah, that's so one spi- of the Spiritual rest for you, it's, it's kind of, you're, you're spending time with God. It sounds to me like, yeah, in a way you find it helpful to, uh, you get some things off your chest, you get reminded of the gospel truths in a way. Yeah. Would that be kind of a fair mm. yeah, kind of thing definitely. of what's going on there for you? Yeah. Yeah. Even in my journaling last night, I just realized wow, there's just so much pressure that I'm putting on myself. Um, I'm, and I've been so consumed with my thoughts and it's all of, and everything about me that I've lost sight of who God is. And he's like, yeah, it's not about you. <laughs> it's a, it is about God. Um, and I think it is so relieving um, to, yeah, to whenever I actually have, yeah, whenever I do come back in prayer journal, um, that God reminds me, yeah, you have been, even though I have felt distant or um, I feel like I've let God down by not having spent time with him. Um, yeah, God's not, yeah, God's actually just sitting there and, be, and being like, I'm so glad you've come back to me. Um, and so, yeah, to be reminded that my walk with him is not dependent on what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
God loves me regardless of what I do. He knows what's good for me, and that is if I am spending time with him. But when I fail to spend time with him and I forget about him, he's the one who's faithfully pursuing me and bringing me back um, and reminding me it is by his grace that I am his child. Um, So, yeah, that is just a relief because, again, not about me. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's that's so helpful. I think, um, you know, that's that's the gospel at work, isn't it, Mm. that... God isn't here to condemn us, but actually he's, he's forgiven us in Jesus. And to see that playing out through that moment, mm. in that moment of spiritual rest for you, uh, that's, yeah, that's living out the gospel around that moment, isn't it? Mm. Um, and tell me about your physical rest. You know, you talked about, you know, you used to jog. Uh, you mentioned a few other things like rock climbing and things. I mean, tell mm. me about, you know, the place for that for you as mm. you think about your life and physical rest. Yeah, I think... Yeah, last year when I stopped jogging, um, the my mental health did go for quite a spiral, um, and I realised that oh, that the doctors are onto something when they talk about physical activity being important, endorphins and hormones and stuff—they're real, they're good things. Um, so yeah, I started rock climbing a few years ago because my sister um, yeah introduced it to me, and yeah, I really loved it. I think there was this beauty of it's um i'm physically exerting myself there's a sense of achievement because i'm getting to the top of the wall um there's and it's mindful because i have to problem solve my way up the wall uh, and there's a social aspect because i do I, like top rope is what i really enjoy and that requires a belaya uh, so it kind of like ticks off all of these really nice boxes and afterwards i feel great and you know the next morning when you wake up and it's like ooh, i feel good sore it's like <laughs> this is good all those muscles i haven't used all week <laughs> yeah that's exactly it and the first time that um yeah i started gymming um yeah, that was uh, never had I thought. Um, yeah, that I'd actually gym in any way or lift any barbell or mm. whatever they call all that fancy equipment. But when, um, yeah, when some brothers and sisters here at CPU were like, "Hey, Jane, you should come over and gym." Um, yeah, that was actually really great to be like, "Oh, actually, I can do this." And this is th- this is again a different way of taking my mind off work or off these other things for me to concentrate on this one task. And there's this sense of achievement and also good sore. <laughs> yeah, so, but is it true to say you probably wouldn't have imagined yourself doing those things or even needing those things mm. perhaps when you were younger, but actually it became more apparent to you along the way? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. During during high school, it's really physical activity is not for me. Don't get me cross cross country. That's ridiculous. Um, and yeah, I would not have thought that future Jane, which is now current Jane, would be enjoying jogging and rock climbing and sometimes gymming. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Now I'd love to actually explore the the digital rest one f- with you for a mm. moment because you did talk about you know the the constant thing of notifications and people messaging you and you you kind of do feel the stress of that and needing to respond and mm. you know all that sort of thing. I mean, we all carry phones. We all get messages. Uh, I mean, how how do you wrestle with that? I mean. Are there things that you can do to create a bit of space where you can have a bit of peace of mind? Because, you know, if you're anything like me, uh, and it sounds like you are, you do often get little pings mm. all the time. Yeah. Well, I don't get pings because I'm one of those horrible people who just ha- always have their phone on silent. On silent yeah. and, uh, <laughs> well, that's maybe step one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, 
it's that my relationship with my phone has always been a oh, a love hate relationship because it's great with social media as well. It gets me it means that I can connect with people and I can organize to physically catch up um, and be aware of, of social events that are happening, uh, but the endless scroll is agonizing and mm. uh, it's just it feels like such a waste of time and i always leave feeling disgusting um and so something that i've um put in place to try and help with that is um screen times um so um on the yeah apple-ness there's like you can set a screen time for each like for your for your different social media apps yeah okay um and so it's been really nice to have that set like 10 minutes on Facebook each day. Um, and once my 10 minutes is up, it's like your time limit is reached. Um, up until last night, I had the passcode. So, yeah. So that meant that, oh, if I wanted to renew my time, I could ask for 15 minutes more and I could punch in my passcode like number. Dramatic. Give me a bit more, one more, one more. One more. <laughs> That's right. Except, uh, but even, the, even that was helpful to remind me to show me that oh i've actually spent 10 minutes on this already and if i'm renewing another 15 minutes and that reminder pops up again then i'm more aware of how much time mm. i'm wasting on yeah doing this thing um so yeah it was quite nice last night to get my housemate and um yeah so i got my housemate i was like hey can you set this a new passcode so that the next time um i get yeah my time runs out for Facebook. I can't actually do anything. Like I can't actually log myself back in. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what okay. that will do. Um, yeah, one of the other things uh, that I have found really helpful is um, the do not disturb and winding down stuff that my iPhone has. Um, so... I usually set my um, like my my sleep time for 10:45 p.m. So at 10 o'clock, it actually plays a ding ding ding, um, and reminds me that in 45 minutes' time it's bedtime. So you start winding down, uh, and and it's really nice to have my phone on do not disturb up until one hour after I'm awake. Um, and that's been a conscious thing that I've tried to put in place because I just realized uh, on some mornings I was like my, my alarm would go off I'd, and I'd pick up my phone and then the reality of all the messages are already there and that's anxiety provoking. Um, so yeah, to actually free myself uh, from and give myself that permission almost to be like, I don't need to be aware of the messages that are waiting for me. Um, it's important for me to start my day, um, you know, just getting ready for my day, uh, but also sitting in God's word and praying to him before um, the rest of the chaoticness that the phone may bring um, comes. So, yeah, I think there are a few things that I found really helpful. And even just on my days off now, um, I don't, yeah, if I, um, yeah, on my days off, I try not to touch WhatsApp because that is the 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 platform where a lot of ministry conversations are happening. Um, and also, I have turned off the banners that come through, the messages coming up on my lock screen. So if I actually want to see any messages, I need to actively click into 
WhatsApp or the Messenger app. Um, and I think that in itself just means that there's one extra step um, and I need, yeah, to, so I'm a little bit more aware of um, what I am doing before I open up social media. Yeah, hey, look, I reckon there's some actually pretty good tips even for those at home listening in. Um, but that little that little black box that we deride and it is often the cause of so much of our restlessness and anxiety mm. can actually, and in fact, it does these days have the tools to help us combat that as well. And so, yeah. you know, I think, again, if you are listening at home, that might be definitely something worth grabbing that phone and checking that out as well. Mm. Um, now, I mean, Jane, what would you say to the person, you know, as we've been talking about rest and some of the practical sides of rest, someone at home might be sitting there thinking, oh, see, I feel so guilty. I feel like I'm such a failure at all this rest stuff and I know I should be spending more time like Jane and God's Word or whatever. Mm. I mean, yeah, what would you say to that? How does the gospel actually help us and address that? Mm. That's been part of your journey as well. Yeah, Um, I'd say you're not alone. (laughs) Um, And it's a long journey Um, and it is long and hard and I think for me yeah something God's really been showing reminding me is that I am not perfect I am gonna fail I am gonna stuff up I'm gonna let myself down I'm gonna let other people down um and yeah because that is the reality of yeah being imperfect and and being in a broken world and being a broken person um but in all of that, there, yeah, God knows. God already knows that we're, yeah, our natural state of being sinners. Um, God, and so I think the relief comes from even though I do feel guilt and shame, um, or insert the list. Um, yeah, God says actually Jesus has brought that all onto the cross and now there is no condemnation. Um, So don't be slaves of fear or all of this other stuff because you are a child of God. And and that is the truth that I need to keep preaching to myself every day of I didn't earn or achieve my way to being in a relationship with God. And so, yeah, I I can't just like I can't earn it, I also can't lose it if my faith has already been put in Jesus. Um, and all of that is the gift that God has given me. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's great that he gives He gives us the Holy Spirit that's always working in us. Um, and so, yeah, the Holy Spirit helps us to realize when we may have, yeah, when I may have yeah, spent more time on A, B and C than I would have liked to or been distracted by this and this other thing and prioritized it before God um but what am I going to do with that am I going to keep am I going to keep going living in that way my life my way um am I going to wallow in despair or am I going to run back to Jesus um and yeah the number of times that I've tried to beat myself up yeah in, in in my little spiral of overthinking um yeah, I know that that's not good for me, but that's what my, my, my tendency is. But in the times where yeah, friends have pointed me back to Jesus or I've then repented and turned back to him, there's the relief of, ah, <laughs> there's nothing that can separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Um, and so that is the reassuring truth um, that he's, 
he who began a good work in me is going to carry it on to completion. That's that is a great explanation of the truth, isn't it? That's that's the that's the ultimate deep rest that we need in the end, isn't it? And it mm. does rest, give us rest even from our failures. And uh, look, Jane, I reckon that is a fantastic way really to finish our chat today. So again, uh, thank you for coming on. Like you've obviously shared a lot. You've been thinking a lot about rest, but also just being able to share some of that journey with us. Uh, hopefully there's been something useful there for those who are tuning in to kind of think about and wrestle through as well. Uh, so anyway, loved hearing your story. So thanks again thank for, for joining us. Thanks for having me. Great. Okay. Well, we'll see you next time for our next episode of Rest for the Weary. Uh, my name's Matt and this is Jane and it's goodbye from us for now. See you.